There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, I'm no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is 545. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. I've been 50 for two weeks. I've had cataract surgery and I passed a stone. This is not going well. You're kicking ass. I'm crushing wow. 50. Two weeks ago today, I turned the 5-0. Yeah, cataract surgery the next Wednesday. I wake up yesterday in a cold sweat. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Horrible fever. Like, I, like deadly. And I'm like, great. I've got this stupid new COVID, and I'm going to have, you know, and i got to sit out in this stupid baby cold. Went out back in your backyard and just zero escaped your backyard yep. with some stone. <laughs> just, just started peppering it. <laughs> and I got up and I peed and I didn't feel anything. I just felt like the fever went away the second I laid back down. I'm like, oh, I, wonder what, I wonder what's going on here. Whatever, you remove the toxins. I guess. So it fell out of me through my gigantic urethra and all hail the big urethra. Because <laughs> then I was just fine. And my apologies. To, uh, yesterday for uh, not not showing up to work it was silly but nothing worse than waking up in a puddle of your own sweat like yeah good reasons it on? wasn't like you i need a personal day you no know, i didn't that's what i have personal issues i'm in a struggle i couldn't i don't know if even you know and i've, I've had not even that that's yeah you know it's just like you know what i just yeah I'm, oh no, no you're saying like what women do you're trying yeah, to you're trying to fun day. this right yeah yeah, yeah. the, the the ones where my uh, ex-wife used to say that I need a personal day. I'm like, are you sick? No. You're taking a vacation day? No. What is that? What is that thing you're talking about? A day where I just don't go to work. A vacation day? No, no, no. It's different. I'm like, wow, we've got those. Mm-hmm. That's that never happened till women were. And I love that they brought that to the party. I just don't think even. With, you know, a history of, like, the panic attacks and things like that. I don't think I could ever call and go, it's personal. It just makes everybody question what the hell's going on in your world. Yeah, did someone die in your family? No, no. no. no I just, just personal day. I'm having a personal day. What, isn't every day personal? Right, just make something up. That's all I'm asking. Lie. Make something up. If you're having a weird personal day, tell me that, uh, you know, you poop blood. 
And you're going to go get that checked out. I'm not going to ask any questions. Tell, them, tell me your period. Your period's out Take of control. Take all the time you want. Yeah, right. Because you're going <laughs> to you're going to get more than one personal day if you tell your boss you're pooping blood. And then you come back and everything's fine. Nobody's ever going to ask. Just lie about it. Personal days make everybody start to gossip at the office. Like, oh my god, did you hear he took a personal day? What's going on? If I told you and Brett didn't show up yesterday, his butt's bleeding. He'd be like, ugh, no more. All right, keep him out of here for a couple of days. <laughs> Is it contagious? That's the first thing I'm thinking. But no. Piss a stone. Heck, I gave you a good story. You have a personal day to say, I don't know. I, I think I had a, a kidney stone. I turned 52 weeks ago. I've had cataracts, and now I pee rocks. I think I've had two stones in my life. I think it's happened. Like about five years ago, I had a whole Labor Day where I laid on the couch sweating the entire time, and my pee was coffee brown. It was oh. weird. I could have used your giant urethra a couple of times. You've had, yeah, you've had a couple of, I've witnessed one where you tried to just get through the day and it was like watching somebody constantly being beaten. Jesus had an easier walk than you did that day down the hall. It was like rough to watch. And then you had, you know, you'd go to the doctor. They showed the like an amateur in the the ER because the other guy that got ahead of me. Like I always pretend you're sicker yep. than you are. He's at the a pro. ER. Yep, he's he's got the Holmberg method of just throw it out there. If you're going to go to the ER, get your money's worth. Do not sit passively in that room with all those uh, people from another country with the flu. You're going to catch their thing. It's going to get worse. Play it up, man. Bite off a finger. Do something if you have to. <laughs> you're getting in that room. Flail around on the ground, fake it till you get in a room and you get a space. They'll take you immediately. They don't want somebody flopping around in their waiting room. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I've watched you do it. But yeah, the, the stone thing is weird because I've that was the, the three and a half day one that I had. And I, I couldn't stop. It was the worst pain ever. And then it was over like a second later. And I watched that Seinfeld where Kramer has the stone. And he just and he's in the bathroom at the uh, circus or whatever, and you just hear this horrible scream, and he comes out and he's fine. So like, is that how it works? It's exactly it how does. it works. It's exactly what happens. If in fact that's what I've had, yeah, coffee brown pee, laying on the couch. It felt like I had to pee like a hundred times a day. Yep. What are they from? Uh, soda, a lot of that. Really. But suppose and also her. Uh, it can be anything hereditary. from calcium. Yeah. Um, Medicines will pro- do it. Protein based. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of protein in your diet, you'll do it, and all that kind of. I don't know. I had a guy email me and say that he can't have soda. He 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 loves the wilderness athlete stuff, but right. it's the protein. He can't have any of it, so he tries to get. And he said it gave me stone so bad. I'm like, how old are you? Like 28. Like you get stone, and you go, oh, it's part of my life. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. So yeah, that's a. It was a fun way to wake up, but I hope that's not a thing that going forward I've got to be careful. Right. If I eat too much salt, I pee rocks. All right, I'm just going to climb in the box here, and you nail it shut. I'm done. Preheat the oven to 1,850 degrees and push me through it. Can't have that. Salt salt makes me it fits pretty bad. If salt starts winning the war on my my life, it's time to check out. That and uh, stones and uh, a couple of people I know that have gout. Oh, my mom had gout my once. My dad had it once. Yeah. <laughs> it my buddy Craig, who's uh, Craig was uh, in his late 20s, went to Vegas for a weekend, and they and it was a bachelor party. And his, he's like, we're doing nothing but steak and red wine this weekend, boys. And that's all they did. And they drank bottle after bottle of red wine and steak. And he thought he broke his leg on the plane coming back. 
It was gout. Oh. And it, it swelled his foot up to the yeah. point where it, he thought the bones were breaking. It's going to split like a ballpark frank. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's nothing fun about that. Ah, the body. How it betrays good us. Good times. How it betrays us so regularly. How we're so good to How it. How often you'll pee and just go, oh, God, that hurts. What's? And then you think to yourself, who's the last whore? It's been 20 years since I <laughs> last whore. You can't, and then you're on the WebMD going, can whores resurface in two decades? And you'll always find that one article. Whores sometimes resurface in two decades. God damn it, they do it. But then you're fine, and you're like, I was just paranoid. My stomach hurt for a little bit. I think I've got every disease in the planet. I got a, a, a little tiny knot on the back of my shoulder that's been there a little bit. And I was reading about Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> This is a God's honest truth yesterday because I had nothing but time on my hands. I've had this weird knot right here. It's getting a little bigger. This is this And one, that's on the one okay. that that needs to be. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, this yeah. shoulder needs to be worked on, but it's that it has it's not it's not in there. It's painless. Can move it but around. But it's a lump. But it's a lump. This is by the way, this part of the show will be played at my funeral. This is how I feel right now. So I'm rolling around yesterday looking at photos of Olivia Newton John and I happen to stumble across photos of her daughter. Now, Olivia Newton-John's battle with breast cancer has been 30-plus years, right? Yeah. And that, that battle with breast cancer for 30 years has been her crusade. She got, if you see her daughter, this daughter of hers has decided to put in massive reinforcements for her breasts. Like, they're huge. And it's almost like uh, mean to her mom to have the – and her daughter is ridiculously put together. And her face is a little strange, but the boobs are massive. So I'm reading about Olivia Newton-John. I'm getting – all the stuff and her, the first bout with the breast cancer in like 1991, and then they found it again after she got into a car accident. And how did they find it? And I am no joke feeling the little lump on the back of my shoulder while I read this. Uh, they found it in her shoulder in a painless tumor that grew on her shoulder. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, geez. oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. That daughter of hers can't stop wow. flashing these humongous cans. Right there, and she always has them out. Brett's going through the photos right here. Look at that. I mean, every time she's with Olivia, it's like, Mom, look at my humongous look healthy I cans. I know. <laughs> Toledo just go to the window. Yeah. Toledo's in his room behind us, staring through the window like, like a, a creeper. Like a ricochet. But I mean, these things are absurd. So yeah, they found her second bout with cancer as a, as a, an, a fatty tumor in her shoulder after a car accident. And I go, well, there it is. I got that. So then I started to look up, you know, shoulder cancer. It's a thing. You're going to get whatever on WebMD. I know. You're screwed. You can't go to it. I have it. So now all I can think about is, does it hurt? Is this actually pain? I Oh, Ski Mask just dropped her Starbucks. Oh, oh God. damn it. I didn't spill. She got it. She picked her right back up. Poor kid. Anyway, ski mask is on time again. I I haven't even had time to get the song ready. This is don't crazy. even don't even worry about it. But yeah, so anyway, if uh, oh, and if you haven't heard, I don't know if he's if he's around or not. We should probably I'm break sure the news can. to everybody that is he is he here? I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. There oh. oh my God, you guys, Jimmy! I was just talking about it. I ran to the hall. Jimmy Fallon here from the Tonight Show, NBC's Password. That's my day. <laughs> All the shows on NBC, they're all mine. I have everything. It's all for me. A very special episode of New Blossom. I play Blossom. 
Can't wait for it. My God, it's amazing. You do everything. Olivia Newton John is dead. Like John was saying. What happened? 9-11. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, I thought you meant. What happened to Olivia Newton John? Okay. Well, uh, she died. She's not breathing anymore. Her, she ceases to be ready. That's it. That's, that's what happened. That's my jam's going to have that's a lot of grease tunes. That's my jam. It's going to do nothing but grease night for Olivia Newton John. She's the one that I want. It's coming up. Oh, Sandy. Who's joining you on it? Well, of course, we have Blake Shelton. <laughs> he's going to be out there. John Travolta's going to pop by, and he's going to redo some of it with Ariana Grande. She's going to put a blonde wig on and play the part of a very healthy Olivia Newton-John, not the current version. And, of course, we're going to do all of Grease. We're going to drag out Jeff Conaway if he's still alive. I'm pretty sure he isn't. But we'll try to find him. We're going to get physical. We're going to get physical tonight, and that's my jam. Well, I mean, Olivia's not, but we're going to. And it's going to be unbelievable. We might get physical around the idea of her. It's such a huge crush on Olivia Newton-John. Such an amazing girl. So what, what a woman. And the reason I loved her so much is because I've been trying to f*** my daughter for the last 15 years. She's amazing. Is that working out? No. Mainly because I'm married and I'm an alcoholic. Okay, I gotta go. Let's tip one to her. Song, everybody. All right, Jimmy breaking that news that you already knew about Olivia. If you hadn't heard yet, Olivia passed away yesterday, 73. And boy, you want to talk about when I knew. See, this is what Olivia Newton-John might be my argument for people who think being gay is a choice. I knew at age five something about that Olivia Newton-John was special. In the in the grease pants oh, and the leather jacket yeah, Here's and the thing that society did with Olivia Newton-John. They, they took a five-year-old boy. I was actually four. They took a four- and five-year-old boy who said, Oh, the perfect woman sometimes looks like a Puritan and sometimes looks like a whore but can pull both off in the proper setting. That's the perfect woman. I had life figured out at five. Figured out. And then as time went on, you're told, don't ever, ever deal with a whore. She's a whore. Like, no, you have to deal with whores sometimes. You have to understand that your perfect mate has to have whore tendencies sometimes to be a perfect mate. Correct? She's a, she's a, a beautiful, puritanical, perfect person in public with your friends and at dinners and everything else. And a whore in the bedroom. That's what every guy wants deep down. Ron, and the bad boy is dream. really soft, right? Caring, he's caring, and then deep down, he's got some stuff. Well, you, you never know when you're going to lose me, baby. That guy. He's just <laughs> yeah. doing it in front of his yeah. buddies, right? But she represented the perfect woman. She's everything you've always wanted, as far as purity and beauty, and like uh, you know, she's reserved. She looks the part. She's coy. <laughs> but in the proper setting, she'll throw the leather on and let you know, watch this. I can also be your whore. It's the perfect woman. That's what Grease is about. And she did it in the right sense. She learned the skills first, the very important right. scores, because then you can learn the other one and go a long way. She just didn't know that was okay. She had those skills. She didn't have to learn much. They basically said, look you got to throw this out there. If you're interested in landing a man, you can't constantly play the part of the Puritan. No guy wants to teach a girl everything. He wants to know deep down she's got a wild side. Grease, the whole movie of Grease is all about so the transformation. What you're of saying is the pink job. ladies actually helped her get it out. It's there. The pink ladies are like, every girl's a whore. We, you, oh, they had that whole song, look at me. Yeah. I'm saying she's fake. We know you're a whore. 
That's all Greece is about. We know you're a whore. Show it to us and quit being a phony. No, I'm not. I'm a virginal. No, you're not. Knock it off. And the whole movie is just basically knock it off, Olivia. Put the pants on and go rub up against Travolta. He, he's, he can't have you because it would be a nightmare to try to unlock that mess. I didn't think that movie was that deep. I'm going to have to watch deep. it again. I mean, I Brett, just thought it was some twink show. No. I'm just, yeah. I was out. It's not some twink <laughs> musical. It's the transformation of a girl into the whore everybody wants. Yeah. At All the right. end of the movie, to revisit she, that. Is, is, at the end of the movie, is it a happy ending? Oh yeah, the whore gets her man. That's what it took to get the guy. You got to be a whore. That, and then, that, by the way, deep. I know. Wow, that, you never watched Grease? Well, I did. But like a you were all into the cars. Ago. Yeah, stuff. exactly. No, no, no. This whole thing is about the transformation. Especially at the end, that flying car. Oh, yeah, you would know that. Yeah. The message of Grease is: if you want every everybody to just breathe out. And be comfortable. You can't be sandy all the time. You got to be sandy. <laughs> you got to throw whore pants on now and again, ladies. That's the message of the movie Grease. The whole thing. Whore pants. That's it. Man, if you try to wander around and act like you're perfect and, you know, you're virginal, everybody's going to see through it and go, oh, she's probably got her piece or something. You're not going to land anybody. She's desperate to land a man. She's hiding something. Everybody wants the, the good girl outwardly and the bad girl at home. And I had that figured out at age five. I knew at age five, there she is. And I had an Olivia Newton-John crush. I wanted to marry her and she'd be Olivia Newton-John Holmberg and that would have been great. And I never had the desire to have Elton John Holmberg be my husband. It never happened. But Olivia Newton-John at age five made me tingle and made me know, wow, that's she's the one that I want. She is the one I want. And I knew it. And then when people always say gay is a choice, I'm like, well, I knew the day like I discovered I wasn't gay. And it wasn't a choice. It was like something happened. It was Olivia Newton-John. She was the originator of my, oh, wait a second, what's this? So, you know, for all those people that say, oh, gay people are this, that, and that, I'm like, no, that's the same thing that happens to them. I'm sure they looked at, uh, you know, a kid my age uh, would have looked at, uh, I don't know, Steve Austin from the $6 million man and gone, why in the world does that guy make my balls tingle? What is going on down? I didn't even know what this was down here. And Olivia Newton-John made something happen there. Made that made that thing curve. Hey, I'm throwing a curve down in my pants here. I got a, I got a 12 to 6 breaking ball going on. You're right. I think the gay version of Greece would be a different movie altogether. Uh, no, no, because there's a ton of gay in Greece. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you'd try to get them back to be a little. You got to tone it down a little bit. Let's put you in Sandy's uh, sweater. And then you had the uh, Benny Mardonis factor of the host of the oh, American yeah. Bandstand, and yeah, he's, that dude. What the hell was did his some name? good grooming? Something. Was it Fountain or Fountain, something? Uh, no, no, that was from. Uh, no, the Godfather, was, wasn't it? Yeah, Johnny Fontaine was yeah. the thing. But I think How he had a similar you. name, though. How dare I, you? I think Fontaine. I think he was I relative think it was, to Johnny I think it's Fontaine. Close. I think that might Hang be on, true. I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, that guy who's hosting like, uh, he was like the Wolfman Jack or Dick Clark, really, of going to school the girls, to school. Picking the girls, And he'd bang the high school girls. <laughs> well, there's everything in the world wrong with Greece. But it is. Vince Fontaine. Vince Fontaine. It is all about. See, now, Brady, you might be gay because that's what you remember from Greece is the great Vince Fontaine, the uh, high school girl trolling. But, yeah, we all had it figured out at an early age. We all sat back and watched Greece and go, oh, this girl's erotic journey from uh, Puritan to whore 
and how that benefits a woman in life. Poor behavior gets you everything you've always wanted. Use that vagina as a weapon. That's what Grease is about. The whole movie. <laughs> you thought it was about car racing. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a Twinkie car movie. but uh... <laughs> He knew the power of putting together a Grease Lightning. Right. Well, that was the thing for Brett. It was like, well, you can win cars this way. i got to get in <laughs> with these guys. No. Basically, like, if you ever want anything important in your life, your vagina holds all the currency you'll ever need. You just have to know how to flaunt it in the proper fashion. That's what Greece is about. Don't get mad at me for uh, interpreting it properly. Just because you saw it as some sort of a high school musical. It is not. It's a way of life. It is teaching women to weaponize their vaginas. That's it. It's all Greece has ever been about. It's all it ever will be about. You want to get me off on Top Gun and what that's about too? I'll change your mind on that one. Karate Kid, look out now. We're talking about Olivia Newton-John and our tip of cap to her. Uh, she never really did any other good movies, did she? Xanadu, come on. Yeah, Xanadu yeah, was I mean, pretty fantastic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was pretty amazing. ELO. Some good jams out of there. Some, had Xanadu, basically, that was about it. And then, <laughs> there wasn't much coming out of Xanadu outside of that. There was the uh, Cliff Richard and uh, I forget a couple other songs I, on yeah. Xanadu that were hits, but they weren't good songs. Didn't ELO have a bunch of songs in there? ELO they had did. a couple, yeah, but they weren't. Xanadu was the hit. Let's see here. With Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly was in that. And it still doesn't make any sense. Like you try to go back and have it as a fever dream, it doesn't make sense. It's just she was weird. in two of a kind as well. Another Travolta. Oh, Travolta and her tried again. That's right. But we already got our answers for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. America didn't need to know. We already knew. Oh, she's she's Travolta's whore at home. And then they put on a nice show for the neighbors. It's Gilbert. It's basically Gilbert. Look at all we do. I've got a nice car, my two kids, I'm a perfect mom. But in the bedroom, she's in whips and chains, and that's exactly what she wants. And that's why she doesn't have to work. That's why those Gilbert moms don't have jobs. It's because they know when to break out the whips and the chains. The second he comes home, he goes, honey, you got to start pulling your weight around here. Oh, all right, hang on a second. Let me go get my uh, That's how easy it is, ladies. That is. But <laughs> weaponizing it is not correct. Because no. then it's a hostage negotiation. When it's weaponized, it's used as a hostage ploy. And that is what Greece is about. For those of you doing the book report for your uh, school, <laughs> I would love – this is why it's good that I didn't have kids. Like, we are supposed to watch this stupid movie and do a report on it. Oh, let me help you with that. And then my little kid would stand in front of – And then it's the weaponization of the vagina that comes oh, – Who's helped you with this, you silly bitch? It's about car races. Uh-uh. My dad says – Oh, your dad's an asshole. Make him stop helping you with homework. Top Gun's about a man's struggle with homosexuality. Oh, here we go again. Do they do movie reports in school? They should. Books are a waste yeah, of time. Sometimes, That's well, not the future. A lot of times they use a movie for lessons. Oh, sure. They yeah, have you got to watch those terrible movies yeah. in school. Really bad ones. Mm. There was one we had to watch with James Earl Jones and some kid on an island. And uh, The K, I think it was called. Oh, I remember I that. I still don't know what yeah, that, that was terrible. I, I still don't know why we watched it. I think that was supposed to be cultural. Like we're supposed to learn about other places. I'd give you two cows for my daughter. And I'm like, what are we watching here? Why is this a thing? Turn Greece on. I'll teach you about Greece. There it is. Was it James Earl Jones? Yep. Yeah. He and this kid are shipwrecked with a cat. I don't know why we had to watch that. Oh no! The wow. one with the, the one with the cow trading was called Johnny Ringo or Johnny Lingo, 
and it was all about trading cows for people. Like, why are we watching this? The K is a weird one. The K is just a – I don't know what the lesson was. That one? That's it. Wow. <laughs> Only those are the – that's a new version. Oh, it is? Yeah, the one that I watched. Uh, like the legend of Johnny Lingo. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but he gets – We uh, have to watch that one. It's an arranged marriage of some sort where his dad had a dowry of cattle. and He's, he's legendary. There's the original. Building self-worth in others. That's what I guess it was to teach us self-esteem through an island boy who traded a bunch of cows and got himself a lady. Uh, we, we slept through most of those movies. Anyway. I didn't. I watched I all of them. Those were my favorite days. The K? I still... Oh, if you put a movie up... even I take a film strip over a class sometimes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Anytime the lights went out, I was happy. <laughs> If the, if we if I walked into the I, I, me and about seventeen of the thirty kids per class when we'd come in and see that thing sitting in the middle of the room with the film oh, yes I didn't care if it was all about like we're going to remove tumors great whatever it is the lights are out and that poor teacher has to wander through and make sure everybody's awake I was always awake but I was just entertained by the TV much more than I was by that teacher the audio visual medium will teach me much more. Than any person can. That's a fact. I've learned more from TV than ever uh, learned from a person. And now that I know how to seek it out, it's better. And that gave me my abilities to break down movies like Grease at an early age. But anyway, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. You were my first, cru- my first real amazing crush. It's amazing. I'm four or five years old. Yeah. Jeez. So I knew yeah. I was straight. I knew immediately. And it probably gave my dad some sort of happiness. That I'd have a curveball going and a pair of shorts at age four. And I was meaningless and couldn't see it, but I would, you know, hold it because I didn't know any different. I remember my dad just tell me that all the time. Don't touch it. Stop it. I'm like, why? Look, just stop it. Whatever's going on, knock it off. You're bringing attention to whatever's happening. Okay. So I couldn't watch Olivia Newton-John in front of him. He didn't help because he'd be like, that is a good-looking woman. The whole time the movie's going, God damn it. She is a, that is a handsome woman right there. All right. I get it. Except when uh, Stockyard No, oh, I hated that Stockyard Channing. <laughs> he would sit through some of Greece until Stockard Channing showed up, and then he'd lose his mind. But Olivia was my first crush. And my second crush was Cheryl Ladd. And that Solid. was shortly thereafter. And you know who else was in the mix? Christy McNichol. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't under, yeah. And the, remember the – talk about horrible movies. Uh a camp one, little yeah, where Armand Desante yeah. had sex with Tatum O'Neill. Little bitches. they were battling <laughs> over him, were they? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, well, they were trying to. They went to as girls going to camp, and uh, they were going to lose their virginity before camp was over. They had a bet who could do it first. And Christy McNichol, uh, little darlings, little, little darlings, darlings, yeah. Christy McNichol chose uh, camp goer of the the boys' camp across the way, Matt Dillon, yep. of age and appropriate. And Tatum O'Neill chose the guy running the camp named Armand DeSante. Who She's was, after the money. Yeah. She, I mean, she, she was she weaponizing was her vagina right. at an early age. And she came from money. That was the thing. She was the rich kid that was at the camp. And right. Christian McNichol was the city kid. The tomboy. The, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a man. Well, that's what she was. So yeah. she was properly cast. She was kind of the, you know, kid from the, street, the wrong side of the track. So she chose Matt Dillon, who was also kind of a kid. From, and Tatum O'Neill, who was high society, chose... The guy with some cash who happened to own the camp. 
And he bagged her. He nailed that kid. Good man. <laughs> and that movie was released in the spring of 1981. <laughs> it was greenlit by a, by a producer and, a, and a, a, hilarious. That, that was like a movie. Based on a true story. That not a soul was like, oh, based on many <laughs> true stories. Harvey Weinstein production. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Harvey's first production. Wait a minute. It's about two girls in their teens. Yeah, early teens. 15, 14, 15. They go to camp and their bet is to lose their virginity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the one guy that one of them bangs is in his 30s? At minimum. He might be 40. Okay. Is it sexy? Well, I think I just explained what sexy is. All right. Here's a couple million bucks. Go make that picture. <laughs> she goes for the director. <laughs> she is big. Now, is there a chance I could play the role of the 40-year-old camp guy? I mean, it made no sense. And, and you know, it was a different time, so nobody batted an eye at that. That was at the same time Brooke Shields was getting naked in every movie, and she was 13. Yeah. Well, what Blue was Lagoon. The, uh, Blue Lagoon. Yeah. And, uh, the, what was the Michael Caine one with Michelle Williams? Uh, Rio. Oh, blame it on Rio. Rio that was Rio. late 80s. That was when it started getting a little uncomfortable. My tutor. But it still got nominated for a ton of awards. And then Pete Rose, I see him in the heaven this weekend. He's not allowed to be celebrated by the Phillies 1980 championship because in 1976 he bagged a, what he thought was a 16-year-old. Accused. Oops. No, it's, it yeah. happened. It 100% well, happened. According to his statements, it sounds like... It, according to him, it happened. He banged somebody he thought was 16. Turns out she might have been 15 or 14. But in Ohio, at the time, the legal age was 16. So he was thinking, she's 16. They kind of threw it all out. And then they try to have a Philly celebration for the 1980 championship team. And people are like, boo, Pete Rose raped a kid. And it's like, well, this is new. When did this start? And Pete's answer was, hey, hey folks, 55 years ago. <laughs> maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But it was a long time ago. He wouldn't even still be. He didn't right. say maybe. He, he said, I'm here for the fans. What right. happened 50 years ago? It's yeah. nothing. It's, He's it's basically over. like, I did that, yes, blah, blah, blah. 50 years ago. But I didn't bet on anything. <laughs> right. I, I didn't bet on my young chick. No, but, he right, said, I'll right, sign. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said, oh, we're bringing that up again? I thought she was 16. That was his words. I plead insanity. I'm just crazy about it. But yeah, so Pete Rhodes can't have a celebration in 2022 because in 1976, he may or may not have had, oh, he did. He had sex with somebody he thought was 16. She, that's a tough age to guess. What are you going to do? You're the not hit, pulling you're, IDs. He's the hit king. She didn't have one. She couldn't have a driver's license yet. She, she had a school ID. That Max, maybe. <laughs> so he had to take her word for it. And he threw it. He threw down with somebody that turned out later might have been. It's not like he took her to prom or anything. Look, I mean, the fact, the, 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 real, the real thing is we should ban Ohio for having 16-year-old girls be the legal age for a while. I mean, if everybody's mad at Pete Rose for doing that, we should be mad at Ohio for having that law. It all, every, things have okay, changed. 76, and just before that, we needed to keep producing football players. <laughs> early, <laughs> turning them out. Need some early stock. <laughs> some of these young girls to start breeding with their first eggs. Either way, what a society. I had quite a day off yesterday, <laughs> reading about Olivia Newton-John's shoulder and seeing her daughter, who's spectacular. And her rub it in mom's face cans. Who else died? Oh, that uh, TJ from... Uh, oh, and Roger Mosley. You're right. He died over the weekend. I forgot about that. Jimmy didn't tell us about that, did he? <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. The guy who flew the helicopter in Magnum PI. He's gone. Was it TJ? Was that his I name? I thought it was TJ. Something like that. TC. 
That's it. Yeah, yeah. DC. That's right. Anyway, they're all dying. The whole lot of 80s celebrities are start croaking. People aren't ready for that. We forget that in the 80s, we, we went from three channels to 50, which means our celebrity quotient went through the moon. There were more celebrities in the 80s than in any other decade, and then that's continued on. And now we're going to get our first batch of dying celebrities in bunches. That's coming. Because movies, there used to be one theater per town. You, you couldn't have a ton of different celebrities. And then the 80s changed all that. That's or, a shame. Like, now you got 70 different celebrities where there used to be like two or three good ones. I can't wait for the influencers to go away. Oh, man, we won't be alive for it. But you know what somebody told me the other day? Here's a nice piece of information. Chances are, Brett, <laughs> this is going to make everybody feel horrible. This is where I was yesterday. Chances are that you, my friend, have seen the last start of a baseball career to finish of the baseball career and induction into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That- you more than likely will – first balloters have to start right now and play for their 20 years on average. The, the Hall of Fame career will be about 19, 20 years. And then five-year wait to the Hall of Fame. Good chance you're not going to see many more of those. This is your three-year window before you'll be dead before this next rookie's career ends. Hmm. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day, everybody. Yeah, you're not going to make it very long. Does that make seventy-five? Twenty years. You'll be drowning in oil by then. Yeah, you'll be done. There's no boss. Brady's long out of that. Brady will never again see a full career. I've been in that for a while, so (laughs) it takes a couple years to accept. (laughs) You have. You are officially at that age. Where you will never see a baseball player's full career and induction. Thanks for crushing me on that one. Yeah. You're way past it. Nope. You're right. But (laughs) I also didn't follow baseball that day. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. It doesn't matter that that. that, It just, it's, that's. I accept that. If you hear about this mass, this rookie that's tearing it up, you will not see the end of his career. I thought I would never see a contract, you know, when they signed A Rod back in the day. Sure. To go with that. Now they're being blown up. Right. But I mean, that can be explained away by percentage of revenue sure. and inflation and all that other stuff. That makes sense now. $25 million back then was insane. $50 million is insane now. Then $100 million a year will, be, will happen. But uh, let's say the Diamondbacks have a rookie this year that's crushing it, and he is a future Hall of Famer. We just don't know that yet. And he's all the rage. You're not going to see it. I got to get down to the ballpark and at least introduce myself. Why? Why? Don't even involve yourself. You're just you're wait, you, you can't get to the end of this movie. You're only you're only going to see it partially through. Sorry to tell you. Anyway, enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. I'm the Ray of Sunshine. Way to crush it, Dick. <laughs> my my new name is Ray. Last name Sunshine. Middle name O'Leary. I just go with Ray O Sunshine. If you're asking. Yeah, I had that conversation with a friend of mine this weekend, and I'm like, ooh, that's devastating information. But have fun with that, because more than likely you're not going to make it. <laughs> Unless you're younger, but that's it. Yester- yesterday I had uh, lunch with a, a buddy, you know him, Bill Hamilton. Sure. And at the tail end of uh, lunch, he gets a phone call. He's like, i got to take this real quick. Yeah, hey, how did everything go? Good? All right. I'm with a buddy of mine right now. Can I call you back in about 45 minutes? But everything's good? Yeah, okay, thanks. So, Bill, everything okay? Oh, yeah, my wild story. But my buddy went, uh, he just got back from India. What's he got? 30 days of complete silence. This guru in India. (laughs) So he was lost completely. He he had a friend that went over there and, and did it. 
right. the first day that he did it, he talked about this guy being a friend of his, and that's sure. all they do. You talk to the guru one day, and that's it. And at the end of the 30 days, the guru says, you're a friend, Barry. I would uh, offer him a the scholarship if he wants to come over here. So he's like, I'll do it. Went over to India. 30 days of silence. I, ha- I, yeah. I just, I'm curious to see how did it go. How long ago prior to going to India did that man's life fall apart? Yeah, don't no know kidding. any background Divorce, or anything. Yeah. Wife left no, the him. Guy's a- you don't go to a guru unless it's over here. I know. Nobody have- happy ever goes to India for enlightenment. So that was all the details I was left with. So I have all those, you know. Right. So I go, Bill, I got to, you know, once you talk to him, I want to hear about, yeah. let alone, I don't know if I could, you know, I know guys that have done one or two days, like a weekend of science where they just go right. out and take nothing with them. It's called the KDKB method. It's complete silence it on it the is. opposite <laughs> side of your of your words. Nobody's listening. No, it's an interesting thought, but no one happy ever goes, I'm going over to India to speak to a guru. Uh let alone because I'm offering, so, it's working out so well for me here. <laughs> We're going to put you up for uh, right. just the offer uh, room and board. I'm like, wow, that uh, over there. Oh, that's a dollar. <laughs> you didn't have a dollar? <laughs> right. <laughs> if you had one dollar, you had like a, really? you had a palace for You'll a month. you put me up for a month? This dude's life was a I need to know more about Barry. Me too. And what a catastrophe things were that you'd go, sure, I'll go to India for enlightenment. What's going wrong? <laughs> Who can pick up going and go on, for Barry? 30 days? Dudes whose lives have caved in. So I'm curious. Yeah. If your life's caved in, India starts seeming like a good idea. Maybe India. Oh, God, you need help. India's never a good idea, by the way. The guy got back. He hasn't stopped talking for a week. <laughs> 30 days. You know what that is? It's Midnight call. You, hey. you, you're driving me nuts. 30 days silence, please. Oh, is this some sort of enlightenment? Well, call it whatever you want. Just shut, shut the F up. According to him, it's, uh, yeah. you know, the... Early reviews. Oh, sure, I'm great. sure he's going to sure. recommend it for everyone. Of course, because it changed his life because it was miserable, and now he's got purpose again. It'll fade. Sounds miserable. Yeah. He needs an Olivia Newton-John. He needs to meet Sandy and then find her horse side. God, that movie was just, it's talking about enlightenment. That's all you really need. It's Grease. Can't get Kirby to watch it. Grease? Yeah. Well, that's probably was- a good idea. Because it teaches her to well, weaponize her vagina. This morning, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to press her. <laughs> right. You don't want her to watch that. <laughs> oh, so you're saying whatever I need is right here between my thighs? <laughs> not damn it, John! I thought that was like a rite of passage for girls. Like, they had to right. watch Grease. Ronnie right. is uh, is all over on Grease for a couple of years. Like, you gotta watch. This is a great movie. It's great, right. Because for women, it is the, the ultimate beacon of, do you know how much power we have? And it's attached to us. We don't even have to buy it. We it comes with the car. It's not aftermarket. Some of it is, but not that one. Now, not only is that message in there, is women can beat up any man out there. Sure, in any fight, but that's different. That's fantasy. This grease thing's real. You don't have to fight ever if you use this thing right. That's the message of Greece. Life doesn't. Life can be easy if you use this properly. Because men see it as currency. And we have to stop doing that. I see John Travolta's character as the weakest person in the history of movies from Greece. He's sitting there dancing and trying as hard as he can to get it. And she can't figure out how come it just doesn't work out. It's because she hasn't not hoard yet. If we haven't learned from Troy back in the day, 
nothing's changing. Oh yeah, oh. Helen of Troy. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. But <laughs> one woman caused war. But surprise, like thousands Cleopatra. of men. Cleopatra. Yeah, it's all about that. Uh, at six twenty-three. So, Olivia Newton-John, you gave me my first boner. I think. I think. My first memorable one. My first recognition that my down my down southers had purpose outside of just peeing. And that's because of her outfit at the end in the carnival scene in Greece. Amazing. I also remember being very young when Greece. That was one of the. That's got to be yeah one of the best transformation movies. You know from that out into that outfit. It's the reason Greece two didn't work. Michelle Pfeiffer was a whore to start. And what what was that movie about? Her having to learn how to transform into being less of a whore. (laughs) So this guy didn't think she was throwing it all over the place. With the wonderful Adrian's Med in there. Adrian's Med. <laughs> I need a cool rider. A cool, cool, cool rider. Anyway, let's get a wake-up song. Maybe something from Greece to start off this day in honor of the great... Cheeks of cream. O-N-J. For Greece lightning. Uh, it's 624. It's 98 KUPD. We'll scream it together. Let's do it. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.